The High Regard Show. It's all about having fun. You know, get a couple of cocktails in me, start a fire in someone's kitchen, maybe go to SeaWorld, take my pants off. Check out The High Regard Show. New episodes every Monday. Hey everybody, I'm Tom. And I'm Nikki. And this is the High Regard Show. In which we talk about things we hold in high regard. Very high. High above Harlem. Way up on the third floor. Moving on up. Oh, it don't get better than that. No, sir, it doesn't. Let's start off with a quick thank you to Matt Ortiz from TWT Music who provided this week's opening song, which comes from Surefire. I'm digging these guys, and you can learn a little more about Surefire and TWT Music by following the links in this week's show description. As always, thank you to all of our supporters. Yes, thank you. Now, how about we jump right into one of Nikki's amateur NSA antidotes we like to call You Heard. (laughs) So this comes to us from 24th and 7th. You know who's coaching the Knicks tonight? Bartles and James. Oh my God, that exists still? I kind of would like, like, maybe I would watch basketball if they were sitting courtside. (laughs) Two old geezers. (laughs) I always loved Bartles and James. I loved those ads back in like the, what, 80s or 90s. Oh my God. Well, that is it for this week's Did You Know, Would You Say? Or You Heard. Oh, you heard. Did you know it's coming later on? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, stay tuned, everybody. (laughs) Good Lord. What the hell is going on here tonight? Jesus. I don't know. What? You used to drink Bartles and James when you were in high school. I did. Yes, I did. I loved it. And I drank it like past high school in my early 20s. I had a few girly drink drunk moments with their Cosmo brand of products. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like they stopped making that the day I graduated high school. They didn't. I think they're still making it today. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Very surprising. What's even more surprising is all the information you found out about (laughs) Bartles and James and came to the show with. I know. I was like, oh, I wonder, like, are they still making that? Because I did like it. I mean, I wouldn't drink it now just because I'm a grown up, I guess. But well, it's good. Like, you got to be old. Like, you you, see, like, you're like middle age right now. If you were like old, you'd be able to drink it because Bartle and James was old, even in the commercials. True. If you were young in high school, you could do it. So it's like from diapers to diapers, but nowhere in between. 
I feel like kind of like yeah, like like it's almost like a Benjamin Button. No, it's not a Benjamin Button. I never even saw that movie, so I don't know why. I I'm saw Benjamin Button, and you just creeped me out. I'm gonna have bad dreams now. I'm sorry. That's all right. That dude was creepy as shit, though, man. I didn't see it, so luckily I don't know about that. Can you imagine birthing an old man, Brad? Pitt? Oh my god, ew, no. <laughs> I can't imagine birthing anything. <laughs> That's good for all of us. Isn't it? <laughs> So why don't we talk about this week's show since we segued so nicely from Bartles and James. We did. That was that was a well-placed segue it I did It really there. was. Not bad. I mean, that book is filled with little anecdotes, isn't it? It is. It <laughs> is. I'm like a miniature spy. Well, this week's show is going to expose a little mix of old age and antisocial behavior. But in today's society, you can't get by so long without socializing, can you, Nikki? No, Tom, you can't. You have to get out sometimes. You keep telling me. I just, oh, God. Which brings up this week's topic of hitting the town. Or putting on the Ritz. You put on the Ritz if you want to. I really would have liked like to have lived during the time where you could like put on the Ritz like that. I don't know if it would have made a difference, really, because I think I would have been a shut-in anyway. <laughs> maybe i have become a shut-in i know it's true you have you have and i mean it's understandable you know you work hard and you just like being home and that's fine there's I, like nothing wrong with it but are you just repeating what i tell you every weekend <laughs> <laughs> i am starting to get like a little bit on the dark side like i am like i do love just like i don't want to go out well that's it i feel like before we moved here there was i did used to do a ton of walking like, mm-hmm. I walk all over the place, and I know that when you and I would have phone conversations, I would be like, hey, I just got back from, like, a seven-mile walk because I'm getting into city shape. Mm-hmm. And when we would come here, like, we would not even want to, like, go to museums or anything like that because we just, we don't want to waste time indoors. It's like, we have to go, like, let's do this. Let's wander the village. Let's, do, you know, do all these things. And it was like, okay, like, we wanted to pack so much into it. And then we get here, and it's like, sometimes it's exhausting going downtown. <laughs> Well, it's like living in Florida, like close to Disneyland. You're just not going to go to Disneyland if you live in Florida. I feel like I could see and hear everything out my window right now. Yeah, they do bring the city to us, our neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> and I know we had that conversation on the weekends because you like to like go out and roam because you're the explorer now. Nikki the Explorer. You're Nikki the Explorer. And you're always like, hey, let's go take a walk and look at the little red lighthouse. Let's go uh, you know, downtown and get something to eat. And my answer is always, eh. yes, when I'm polite, usually it's just like, no, leave me alone. Yeah, it's usually <laughs> that. <laughs> but it's you crazy. hit me with your cane. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the month. But <laughs> there definitely is a thing, I think, being here for a while where you go to work and it's exhausting to get there. And then you throw all your energy into whatever your mm-hmm. job is. And then by the, it's exhausting to get back home because it's a fight to get in the train. It's a fight to get to a seat if you're lucky enough to even find one, yeah, which yeah. most of the times you're not. So it's a fight to even stand in one place without being hit the whole way home from people who don't know how to hold on to the railings and whatnot. What not? What not? But, you know, after all that exhaustion, by the time you get home, it's not like, hey, I want to change it and go out. Oh, my God. I would never do that. Like once I walk in the door, there's no going back downtown or anywhere else. And that's me. And I feel like lately I work just to get back in the door so that I can just chill out at home. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So, you know, there's where we have our differences of opinion when you want to go out. I'm like, man, I go out five days a week. I don't need to go out the other two. But it's not 
like I even want to go out. It's not like I'm like the partier that I used to be. You know, oh my goodness, no. <laughs> well, let's get into that party thing. <laughs> because there was a time, especially here in the city, because growing up, this is like a place where I used to come like one and go out. Because in Long Island, the drinking age was very, very strict. In the city, it wasn't. So like there used to be like the cool clubs, which used to be like China Club and Danceteria and Limelight and a Tunnel Club, and these places were incredible. These were places that I know about only because of Sex in the City, <laughs> which I know drives you nuts because you hate her. <laughs> it does, but I'm glad at least it gave you an education though about what things were like before we got here. Because I feel like now that we're here, those days are gone. Like it's they're not nearly as much as they were. There's still clubs around, mm-hmm. but not like those huge names like. Now, the majority of places where people are hanging out, like, in that crazy wild fashion, is more like, you know, Irving Plaza or, like, Terminal 5. Like, these massive clubs that have mostly just dance floor space and dance. But there's no more, like, you know, Tunnel Club where there's just, like, a whole bunch of, like, different little rooms and, like, crazy perversions going on throughout. That sounds awesome. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was a voyeur's paradise. Our clubs were not like that back home. <laughs> what, what were your clubs like? There was one that was like the club and like in its heyday, which I think was like around like when my brother was in high school and college, like in the late 80s, early 90s. Like it was like really like the place to go. And, you know, like people went there to be seen. And it was like there there were two places. And then, like, I got the tail end of it, like, when I was in high school and, like, doing my underage things that, you know, underage kids do and they try to get into bars and stuff. So there were, like, two places. We'd go to one on Friday, one on Saturday. And after a while, it was just, like, the same people over and over and over and nothing changed. And then, like, but then, like, some of those people would still go there like years and years later. And it's like, okay, you're going there like only to just like dance your ass off and maybe like make out with somebody or hook up with somebody for like a night or something like that. Like, and that was it. But like people still went there. Like I remember there would be this old guy in like a Hawaiian shirt that would just sit in like the corner of the bar (laughs) and just like buy drinks for the ladies. And they would talk to him because like who didn't want to like not pay for drinks, even though they weren't like really expensive. But he would just like sit there and just like ogle them and stuff. And it was just like, yeah, I'm getting too old for this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the old guy might have been like the high school rapist, which just couldn't get past, you know. (laughs) Yeah, That's what it seems because I know people who got who got accused of sexual assault in high school and in Long Island clubs. Now, this is going further because I went to I came to the city, used to hang out here. And then used to go back home to Long Island. And we actually moved out there for a short amount of time. And when I was on the island, I would go to, like, the local bars, not the clubs. Because there was no big clubs. Mm -hmm. It was, like, two semi-big clubs, but not really. But they were all more, like, local bars. Yeah. And in these places, you would run into the people who were accused of, you know, sexual assault or whatnot. And you would just look at them and be like, oh, and this is what you just stopped on that day that that happened. (laughs) And in a way, 
that alone is a hellish punishment. Like your life stopped on that day. Whether you did or didn't do it, it's, it ended that day. Like that's how it was at home too. Like some of the people are like, you go out and you see them and they're still the same people that they were like back in like 1997. And it's like, <laughs> what is it? Like you haven't evolved. Like you peaked and, and then stopped. that's it. <laughs> yeah. And then everybody else just kept going straight past you. <laughs> Oh, man, it's it's just insane that, like, you know, alcohol tends to draw these people out. And I think that is my not wanting to really hang out, like, and you know, at clubs and restaurants and restaurants more so than clubs. I'd be I'd be down to go to a restaurant once in a while. Sometimes you might be able to talk me. Into <laughs> sometimes <leaving. laughs> you might be able to depending talk me into on the leaving. menu that I do. Check they out. deliver <laughs> if they deliver, then no, I'm not going. Just call them and have them bring it to me. Otherwise, maybe <laughs> mm, probably not. No. <laughs> no, but I think that like. For whatever reason, it seems like every time we go out now, I notice more and more how just mentally incapable people are the more they drink. Yeah. But younger, you don't see it. No, because you're one of those people that are (laughs) doing it. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) And I feel like, for me personally, I had my share fair of alcohol abuse, like literally abuse to the point where it was like, I don't want to drink no more. Like, that was just a choice I made because I was just getting sick of waking up and smelling like alcohol or old bars and stuff like that and realizing, like, I really can't be trusted around alcohol. <laughs> like, I can't because I do stupid shit. And that's so weird to me because, like, I can count probably on one hand how many times, like, you've been out of control for alcohol. In, every like... time there was alcohol involved, though. Yeah, every time you've been out of control, there's... <laughs> Because okay, so maybe it is good that you stay away, <laughs> <laughs> and it's all in good fun. Like it's all like, it you know. sure is, and it sure is fun to be around. <laughs> <laughs> You're no better, Missy. I which, know. We're gonna get to stories. Don't oh, worry. I know. <laughs> you know the other place in Pennsylvania, which I found kind of fascinating after living up there, because like you know, you said there was those small places that most people hung out in. Until the casino opened up, and then I feel like a lot of people like yeah. migrated to the casino in the area where we that lived. Became like the nightlife, even though like the people around you were like the, the same and James aged. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, it was definitely an older crowd or whatever. And I mean, they they tried because mm-hmm. having worked at the casino, I can tell you that they tried to bring in younger business and stuff like that. But it's a different class of people, and you have to find a way to like price your drinks in order to keep certain people like out of the area. But to also, and I don't mean race, Nikki. I see you looking at me. I'm not looking at I you. I meant at... like, you know, poorer people who are gonna sit there and like dirt bags, dirt bags. He's who, saying like, dirt bags, right? From a marketing standpoint, you don't want to like bring in people to. <laughs> we sit don't want to market to dirt bags. <laughs> There are times we did. Did you have a meeting like that that said like, and somebody drew like a stick figure with like scraggly hair and like a jean jacket on, and it was like with like a bandana tied around the arm, and was like, (laughs) no, there was like an arrow through it. (laughs) No, there was not. No Joe Dirts. (laughs) No, it was just some of the staff from like the weekend where we'd have a circle through, and we'd be like, none of these guys. (laughs) We know what's coming. There was always an issue with the Weekender events. And that's how you and I met through the Weekender, pretty much. But seriously, at the end of the day, 
what the hell, man? Why was there so much debauchery going on? At the weekender? Well, just they were always we were involved in some of the crazy shit. Like when we had you and I actually at a bar night worked oh, a uh, battle of the bands. Oh my god, man! And I almost had to have you escorted out by I, state you police. Did. To make sure that I you did. I was didn't get escorted <laughs> out, and you had to take me through like the annals of the casino because they were like security was like just take her this way because it got like really. And we had there was this guy who looked like Jimmy Buffett, and we kept calling him Jimmy Buffett's dad behind his back. He was like Jimmy. Buffett's he was, dad. and I personally, I I know distinctly that I was drinking Manhattans that night, and I don't mean like a a Manhattan or two that I was drinking up like it came in a rocks glass and you can't just like sip something that's in a rocks glass it's meant to be gulped like a man like so it was you want to be gulping men <laughs> after a couple of Manhattans no I mean like gulp like a man would drink like a like a, a man would take a big swig of like a scotch or something I guess that is so not how you should drink a Manhattan, like how I just described. Maybe that's why I have problems with Manhattans all the time. Yes, to all of our classy lady listeners, <laughs> take a tip from Nikki. Stop gulping your Manhattans out of rocks glasses. <laughs> Welcome to New York, Class it up, biatch. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, but yes. you, the weekender was involved in those type of parties often. It seems like any any event that I went to, that was involved with with the weekender and you and stuff like that, and and we can kind of say this because there's nobody left there. Like yeah, everybody went their own no. way. It's not like I'm hurting anybody's and, careers and, here and or anything else. For you know the people that don't know what that is, because I'm sure that there's a lot. It was an arts and entertainment weekly newspaper yes. that I used to work at. That's right. And I working at the casino would have to interact with Nikki all the time. So whenever she would do like you know, a battle of the bands type judging thing. And I was walking by, my boss would be like, hey, if you want to sit on stage with Nikki and do something, you could do something. Or if they were having an event there, Nikki would be like, hey, do you want to go to this event since you're going to be there anyway too? So we could just like zip right in. It would be like, yep, sure, I'll leave work, go into these things. And my God, every single time there was a drunken issue. Well, there always was. Anywhere you went, like, there, there's always, like, somebody drunk that's, like, doing something. But, like, this night in particular, it was, like, there was, like, I vaguely remember there being, like, a cover band that was playing, like, classic, like, southern rock. Like, there was a lot of, like, Skinner, I think. Shocking. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and, like, like, I don't know, like, not psychedelic music, but, like, just, like, not, like, hardcore music. And this other band was like really really good like these two bands like one was a cover and one was originals and i was like man i really like this original band like i really do and no it was the opposite it was an original band and the cover band was so much fun because that's why that's what it was well, everybody knew this songs that shouldn't even been allowed in the competition right. and really. it was fun and like and it was like so much fun and stuff and like it was a unanimous vote with like you there were you me and two other judges and it was unanimous that like the cover band was like man like they just brought it because the other guys just sat on stage like they didn't like engage with the audience or anything like that and we were still seated and like they had us like set up on like a dais kind of and it was very narrow and I remember I kept being scared of like falling because it was so narrow it was basically like they put chairs on top of tables and then a table on top of that and like it was very scary and like you had to like step down into a booth to get out and like they like cloistered us the people who were like the like um original bands like their fans and this Jimmy Buffett guy was like this one was the 
like a dad of somebody and he starts like screaming like legitimately screaming like you fucking suck you blah, blah, blah. what the hell's wrong with you you're stupid and i'm just and like he's in my face like across this tiny little table and i'm just like what's happening and he just started getting like belligerent you are drunk okay <laughs> <laughs> But I wasn't even doing anything. And I was just like, dude, like in my head, like I, the way that I, I will describe how I think it was going down. And it was like, I was just like, dude, like it was just, it's a competition. And like, there's like yeah, four other win. judges, Sorry. man. It's just, you didn't win. You're so he goes guy. away and then he cut co- like, and then we finally get down from the thing after, and like a couple other people came up to like bitch at us and everything. We finally get down off the stage and we're like just mingling about. I think we got like another drink and we're just hanging out. And this guy all of a sudden just comes up and he was, if I was drunk, he was fucking hammered. Like he was, yeah, he out, was out of, of his, his mind. mind. He was out of his mind. And he just comes up and starts screaming at me again and like getting in my face. And the security guard just like, I make eye contact with him and he just like bolts over and he just like puts his arm around me like the security and just like 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 a secret service agent and just like escorts us and he's like take her through this door and i'm like oh i get to go in the back of the casino like because that was the first time that i ever got like inside the inner sanctum is that also when we went to the buffet and i was yes. like oh here's our secret buffet yes, that we have. yes and you had me and you had me like in the back and i'm like shoving like potatoes i remember there were potatoes and i was shoving potatoes in my face and this woman who was like a vice president came in because she was like working an event or something and she's like oh she's like i'm sorry we've not met like what department do you work in and i'm like (laughs) and (laughs) a mouthful of mashed potatoes and i was like is the correct answer yes that i work here (laughs) yeah it was they had some awesome perks there at the the casino for sure and their security was top notch but two things with your story one I don't think the tables were that small. I think the more you drank, the smaller they seemed to you because of the wobbling got more intense. <laughs> <laughs> so it was me wobbling? It wasn't the dais that was wobbling? It very, very well could have been. And the second point I forgot completely about because you know how this week's going. <laughs> cool story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, but, I mean, you can kind of understand. You're going to put these people in an environment and they're going to get a little bit sloppy because... They're out listening to their friends' music. They're getting all kind of psyched. Why not? Why you're not dancing cut loose? around? You're listening to some skinned. Come on, cut loose a little bit. Go crazy. It's freedom rock. Turn it up. But it's different here, man. We don't have that. I don't think we've ever really had that. Maybe in Brooklyn there was a club called Lamore's, which used to be like rock bands. Like Danzig used to be there all the time. Oh my god, Danzig! All the time, but. I mean, aside from that, it's mostly dance music. And I feel like a lot of the people, and and, and this was the way it was years ago, where you would go to a club and people would just freak it up. Like they would paint their body gold or put on body glitter and run around with almost no clothes. And it was kind of like carnival. Right. I can picture that. Yeah. That's what like. I'm picturing like lasers and people just everywhere. Just like almost fornicating. Yeah. Late 80s, (laughs) early 90s. That's kind of like what it was in real life. And I'm sure like, you know, like in like the early 80s, it was even more intense because I just came in on the tail end of it. Like disco. Oh, my God. Like I would love to be like in disco night in disco New York. There was so much disco. And at the time, rap wasn't really out yet. So it really was like a lot of disco, a lot of R&B. And, you know, and then later on, it started to get turned to rap. And then 
people couldn't dance to it. And then they were just kind of like bowing out of the clubs. And New York started cracking down on clubs and stuff for serving minors and like drug mm. dealings that were going on in there and stuff. But since Jesus, man, like since we've been here, I feel like clubs are shutting down like one by one. Like any, you know, Roseland just closed. Yeah. Yeah. But that was more of like a concert venue, like at the end of its run. Yeah. But, but it was just, like a historic place for sure. It was that's being gone now. And then like, what is it? Like, Lime, limelight doesn't even look like limelight anymore. No, like, it's just it's, like stores in like a David Barton fancy gym. It's yeah, it's it's overly priced, expensive shit that no one could afford. And back in the day, it used to be an overly priced, expensive place that people used to do things for drugs. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of things, Tom? <laughs> now it's just shoes. <laughs> well, it's it's not a pair of Tommy Maddens or whatever. Tommy it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know that guy? I don't, but he, he should makes be. Shoes, I he think. should do something. They should do something together. He makes he makes shoes <laughs> and <laughs> and apparels. And apparel. Sure, just in case there's ever a you know in a situation where you might need an apparel. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> Whatever. And I used to work in fashion, you know. I do know. I do know. That's where you learned all your terminology. That's right. <laughs> You wonder why I don't do that no more. <laughs> Whatever. You and I have some drinking history together. We do have some more stories. <clears throat> One of them happened just a couple of Decembers ago. Because, like I said, we don't really drink that much anymore. We don't. We really don't. You would, I think. I think I would. Because it's just like, I like having like, but not like I wouldn't like excessive to the point. Like I couldn't no, do I, it every yeah. day. But like I would love, like... I like having like a drink with dinner. Like even if it's just like the wine I had the other night or something like that. Like I just enjoy a nice glass of something with dinner. Yeah. See, man, I I feel so much more pain over it now. <laughs> like I swear to God, man. Like when I was younger, I'd be able to drink. And if I like said, oh my God, I'm getting a headache, my stomach hurts, whatever. I would just be like, I'm going to drink more. And that feeling is going to go away. And then when I decided to stop after the three or four days of doing that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would then go and just be able to, like, bounce back fairly quickly in recovery. Now, if I have, like, a glass of wine at dinner, I'm like, my freaking head hurts. And if I have, like, a night out, it's like, it takes me, like, a whole day to recover because. If you have a night out, it takes us both a whole day to recover. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's never just you having a night out. No, no, it's you having it's a never. night out and then you having a night to come home after having a night out, which <laughs> might as well just be a whole separate entity in its own. <laughs> it's a hoot nanny. That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple of Christmas, or just around Christmas time, uh, you and I had scheduled an outing in upstate New York. To go to wine country. We did, yes. To a castle. We were going to stay in a castle that had a spigot in the hallway. So you could just go out in your pajamas and get a glass of wine. It was very impressive. And for people who don't really drink that much. At the time, we were drinking a little bit. Yeah. And by a little bit, I mean maybe once a month or once every other month. We were doing like some wine. So, I mean, it really wasn't a lot. This was going to be our big day out drinking. We were going to go out together and we were just going to be like, we're we're only going to like these two places that are super close and like we don't have to worry about anything and we're going to just get crazy. And then someone fucked it up. And then someone fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> so the night of this trip, some coworkers said, do you want to go out and hang out and get a drink? 
I'm almost always willing to turn that down. But it being the holiday season and whatnot, I decided maybe I should just go make an appearance. Right. Have a drink. And we weren't going to leave until like super late anyway because we didn't want to hit traffic. So it was like, sure, go. Like instead of just sitting at the apartment, like go. (laughs) Well, I went. Oh, he went. (laughs) And aside from just going, I went and went overboard big time because it was one drink that led to two that led to somehow 12 and then above at some point <laughs> and then in time. above yeah like and roger it, from american dad where it's like <laughs> 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 i've had like eight eggnogs and this is number 12 <laughs> <laughs> it was almost exactly like that and i was almost the same color as roger oh, from God. family dad by the time yes. it was all said and done i remember and and it's weird because when i start i'm like you know like the special kid running down the hill I know I keep making that reference, but I really am. Arms flailing, just out of control. <laughs> it's true. And the only thing that's going to stop me is falling on my face. Like, that's <laughs> the brakes. My nose is, is the main braking system to <laughs> get me to stop. Once face hits pavement, that's when I know I've gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm telling you, man, I was there that night because it started was out of drink and night. it went too much. And then I remember coming home and being like, let's hit the road, Jack. And then who had a drive that night? <laughs> I had me who has driven like nothing but tiny little cars my whole life. Like just tiny little like clown cars are the size of the cars that I've driven. We had a truck, like a trailblazer because it was snow. It was calling for snow in upstate New York. So we were like, we have to take this truck. So I had to drive <laughs> this big ass fucking truck from Harlem to the Finger Lakes yeah at like one in the morning at like one in the morning (laughs) we left like you were like i'm gonna be home at like six and then you're like i don't hear from you by eight and i'm like okay and i'm just like babe is everything okay because like this was like whatever you walk in the door at like 10 30 and i'm like okay like that's fine like we could still like it's fine and then you come in the room and you're just like, uh, blah, blah, blah. like you that was are a just ten maybe. That was ten thirty, <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't get in until five thirty in the morning. And I had to drive on these scary icy roads. And we get in the car though, like even before that, we get in the car, we get in the truck, and you're like, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, great. Like, well, what do you want? And I'm like, good. Like, it'll sober him up. Like, this is fine. <laughs> Think, huh? <laughs> we go to Checkers on the corner of 145th Street and St. Nicholas Avenue in Harlem. I'm parked on the side of the road, and in my rear view, I hear, I, I see all these flashing lights, and I hear all of these, like, just like a horrendous, like, racket of sirens. He gets out of the car and I turn around and like the bottom of the hill is like on fire. Like there was just like this fire on this like whole block. And like there were so many fire engines that I'm just like, what is he doing? Like, we've got to get out of here. Like this whole place is going to blow. Like what the hell's going on? I need a burger. And he comes out. He's gone for like ever. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Like we are never going to get on the goddamn road. He comes out with like just bags of shit. And then he proceeds to eat it and like talk and tell me about this night and be like, well, this person said this and then this and then this. And like the whole way up until like 
And finally, I'm just like, please let him pass out at this point because I can't even handle this. <laughs> I'm like, I can't like, please, like, I'm so tired. And I'm like, but I'd rather just have him pass out because this babbling. And you kept it up until like an hour before. Yeah. And the height of the snowstorm, I think, is when I finally passed out. And you pass out. out and I'm just so like, I was like, it's so relaxing looking at snow in the headlights and just mesmerized and then out. And you passed out. And I was just like, motherfucker. And then the next day, I didn't want to drink. I was like all hungover. I was like, fucking man. I was like, glad we're at the castle. I don't want to go to the spigot. I don't want to go to the wineries. And maybe that started the whole shut-in thing with me where I was like, it's nice to be out, but I could do this without having to go anywhere, really. So I get to suffer your bratdom. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not the only one that suffers because I remember a night at a very exclusive club in Northeast Pennsylvania. Are we allowed to say the name of it? Yeah. Yeah, who gives a shit? It's called the Westmoreland Club. That's where all the fancy people would have their things. It is it is a very, very upper echelon type atmosphere. Mm-hmm. A long ways from the Mr. Fuji Tropicana's here in New York City, where people would dance naked on tables at times. Instead, this was where people would dress up more. And if they did that, they were just being their eccentric old money selves. <laughs> there was no naked people there, although it would be a lot more interesting if there was, but they were pruny. They were very pruny, yeah. <laughs> but we got invited to like an event there. For your work? Yeah, for my work. We had to do tuxedo and gown, <laughs> which was, all right, well, that's Yeah, a it was good like start. a James Bond theme. It we were like, oh my James God, it's very theme. exciting, yeah. Yeah, and it was kind of like, I got to go rent a goddamn tux for this event. All right, cool, whatever. So I rent a tux, pick you up. We go in there looking sharp. But before that. Yes. I was like, babe, this is like my first. Like I had just become editor and everything and famous last words. I said, babe, let's just be calm tonight. Like let's not like get out of control or anything like that. I'm like, because this is like my first like big event as editor. (laughs) Which translates pretty much to you have to behave tonight to make sure I don't do anything (laughs) retarded. (laughs) That wasn't the intent, but that's what happened. (laughs) That's exactly what happened. So we go in there and we look killer. We really do. Yeah, because we're not like supermodels. If we were, we do a, like you know a YouTube podcast. <laughs> we we do this instead for everybody's benefit. We got faces for radio. <laughs> we can't keep renting tuxedos to do this show. <laughs> get out of control, the cost. But we can get like I always kind of wanted like a tuxedo T-shirt. You couldn't. You'd have to wear. You'd have to wear a gown T-shirt. Which is basically just a big t-shirt. I will yet. not. <laughs> so I could just get a giant and be like, my dress is this tuxedo t-shirt. <laughs> yes, that maybe, maybe, maybe we could talk about that if we ever decide to go forward in the future with some videos added to our show. But right now, we're better off and so is the fans. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But, <laughs> but I remember we go in and everything is all James Bond out. Like, I mean, it is totally decked out, like all James Bond stuff everywhere. And there was martinis. Shaken, not stirred. Exactly. And it's weird. Like I said, man, you go, you can't have just one. You can't. And you're like, I'm going to have a vodka martini because it seems like a sipping kind of like, I'm going to drink it. I'm going (laughs) to talk about politics and stocks and shit. And then you're like, can I have my third now? And it's like five minutes later. Well, you don't want to stand there with an empty hand. And they did go down pretty easily. So I don't know why vodka that night went down very smooth. Because it was top shelf shit. It was top shelf shit. Yes, it was that. And I think that the fact that it was your first event as editor and my first event, you know, with you at an event such as this. So 
you know, dressing up and going out. I didn't know anybody there. I was nervous, so that's why I was drinking fast. I know you were <laughs> nervous, which is why you were drinking fast. True. So we go in, and you are annihilated within, like, the first hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. Totally, I think, yeah. totally fucked. To the point where it's all quiet, and they're, like, raffling off like, these <laughs> huge prizes. And you're like, call another number! Call, like, just after every number they would yell, you'd be like, call another number. And it'd be like, oh, is that one not yours? Should we just forget the fact that this is Because there was like a vacation package that I wanted so bad. You, They weren't going to give it to you just from the way you were acting. They're like, we cannot send her away as representative <laughs> of this organization. Like, there's no way. Just We made a bad decision in even inviting her here in the I first place. I think I want to leave the room for the rest of the story. <laughs> and there was even a point where you went to the bathroom. And you came back out after being gone for like 40 minutes almost. I swear, you were gone forever. They're ba- in my defense, their bathrooms are the best bathrooms in the world because they have like hand towels and... But you're clothes. not a little kid. I know, but I just liked being in their bathroom. Well, mind you, I was sitting at table alone with a bunch of weird people who all had money, me being poorest, mm-hmm. and they're all talking about going away. And I think I was talking about like, I get free lunches at the casino. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a welfare program, but not. It was. And I think by the by the time they started the raffle, I think people were rooting for us. Like, give the poor kids something. Give the poor kids something. So then we never have to see them again. And they could be like, remember that one time we were nice to them? They were taken into one of the sweatshops we sent to that area. But you, went, you were gone. You came back. And I remember they had finished up some of the raffles, and you were like, say the numbers again! Oh my God, And I was like, up. we need to reel you in, man. And then finally we get you under control, and we go to, like, leave. And then now there's starting to be drunk people everywhere, but not all of them wanted to jump in the James Bond car that was parked in they front. Had, they <laughs> had a Jaguar in the front. You had to be pulled away from trying to get into the James Bond You could Bond get car. in there and take pictures. People were taking pictures. Not you. You were teeter-tottering on vomiting. You can't go in the James Bond car and then <laughs> just start puking all over the place. God knows what's going on. We lost you in the bathroom for 40 minutes before that <laughs> happened. Nobody knows what's going on with you at that point. So we get home. And what happens? You lose your shoe first thing. I lose my shoe. On the way to the house. Like, my my <laughs> steps had, like, they were stairs that had, like, they weren't, you know, closed stairs. So my shoe fell off, and it fell, like, behind the garbage can, like, under the porch. <laughs> so once we got in the car and you settled down for a minute, you couldn't make it 20 feet without losing a shoe. <laughs> and you're like, it's in there. And I'm like, it's fuck it, man. It's in there. What do you want me to do? There's raccoons. I'm not going to go fight a raccoon for your shoe. Let him have the fucking thing. Rude. Very rude. We got you upstairs. And then it's a matter of just leave me lay here as you laid down on the floor. Don't know why. The bed was literally right next to you. But I did. Reason, I did. You just lay down on the floor. <laughs> it was just a bad night. I had a, ba- I had a bad night. You did have a bad night that night. So, I mean, I did have that bad night. So, but you're not the only one. Like, we all go through it. Yeah. But so I won't be shamed by you publicly for my actions at the Westmoreland Club that <laughs> evening. <laughs> they still talk about you there, I'm sure. <laughs> There's a drink and it's made of every alcohol and it's just mm-hmm. called the Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> if this don't do it, nothing will. But it just goes to show it's kind of like 
when I was wasted, you were like, I hate this shit. Like, I don't want to be sitting in the car with this guy. This is this is ridiculous. Because I was scared of driving upstate by myself. But it annoyed you, just like it annoyed me when you were trapped. It was kind of like going, I want to be at that point. And I think we both have that, where it's like whenever one of us starts to get like a little bit like slipping into an alternate reality, the other one's like going, I'm not there yet. Settle down. <laughs> I need to get there too. But when we go out and people like that, it annoys the shit out of me because they're not part of the inner circle. <laughs> the inner circle of two. <laughs> like, I have to deal with your shit. I don't have to deal with their shit, which is the reason why a lot of times I'm like, no. And I know. And, like, the more that I go out with people and stuff, the more I'm just like, <sighs> you know, it's just like, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like from just, like, you know, going out with friends and then just, like, staring at the back of their phones while they're, like, doing whatever it is that they're doing. And it's just like, it takes a lot of effort for me to go out. But that's everybody now. Like, I, I feel the same way when I go out with, like, my guys from work. Mm-hmm. We'll sit there, we'll talk for like three minutes, and then we'll be like all caught up. Everybody goes to their phones. But now when everybody's looking at their phones, if you have a free minute and you're not looking at your phone, you're looking up at all the mental patients you're surrounded by. Right. And then it's like, oh, my God, now I'm not even hanging out with my guys. I'm hanging out with these assholes. And I don't want to hang out with these assholes because I don't like them. Yeah. So, I mean, that becomes the hard part. And I and I know that, you know, the other thing is, is depending on who invites you out, you kind of have to say yes sometimes in order to go out. But then you leave and it's you find out it's $40 a drink. We went to a place that was $40 goddamn dollars a drink. And you look at it and you're like going, I don't really want to be here in the first place. And yeah, that's I can't leave for under 100 Like, even for New York, like, that is stupid. Because people always bitch and moan about, like, oh, my God, the prices in New York. Like, they're not as bad as you think that they are. Depending but like, on where you go. Right. But, like, $40 is fucking ridiculous. It is. But for these people, it's a matter of, I'm going to, like, dress up. I'm going to, like, go out. Look at me, I'm business Barbie, or I'm like, right. I'm the like. The, I'm the I'm the night. What? Well, all right, hold no, on. There's like, Before there's I a say word it, for it. Is it lady of the night? Because <laughs> I'm thinking like a lot of people Mm-mm. dress up like a ladies of the nights, and now it's just fashion. Like there was a time where prostitutes would dress up like that to get business. You would always know because they'd be wearing prom dresses, and you'd be like, oh, that prostitute with. That prom dress on with the midriff cut out. She must be a <laughs> with prostitute. The, with the <laughs> midriff cut out. <laughs> but now, then you look at like, you know, the people now and you're like going, that's the same goddamn fashion that they used to wear back, you know. When they used to go out, 20 yeah. 20 years ago. And it would be like going, you could tell who the prostitute is. And it's like going, but now you can't. You don't I, know who's a prostitute. Never trust the people next to you. that's the moral of tom's story pretty much that and they could be a lady of the night but that would be less scarier than just a person who wanted to just dress like that to go out yeah like i think that's the other thing it's like it's a lot of like people who come in from out of the city who are like i want to make a thing of it and dress up look good hit the town and the other people that you see like wandering the streets like Oh my God, are we supposed to be in Soho or something? Like, which yeah. I overheard once, which was like one of the things that was like a tender for you heard tonight. But like, <laughs> like, I just remember like this one day, like, you know, we were outside your work. It was like after work, like late though. And 
we met up and there were these people like they were so drunk and this girl was just like oh my god are we in soho are we supposed <laughs> to be here and i was just like oh my god yeah see it's people can't hold their alcohol this is not the city for them people say it's vegas but there are more drunk people here maybe than there are in vegas because in vegas the least you can be distracted by like gambling and stuff and like flashing that. lights yeah and it's like i think like vegas would be easier to maneuver like here like it's it's, it's hard, so man. hard it's so hard like there's been nights like where i've gone out and like i'm taking a cab home because i do not know how to how the subway system <laughs> works right now <laughs> it's just a maze of tunnels underground <laughs> it's an underground grid <laughs> you go down there screaming in the tunnels beast are you down there beast <laughs> I see this on a show once. <laughs> oh, very good. Uh, sober up, bitch. You're going to fall on tracks. <laughs> Where's the talking teapot? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's not really down there. Was there a teapot? Um, there's a candlestick. I think I'm picturing that. But I think there is a teapot. teapot. There's a teapot. There's a fat old lady teapot. I wanted the, I wanted the candlestick. Was the candlestick like a British man of some sort? What do I know of this? Why would I know this? I don't know, but I just picture, like, I hope he has a British accent, whoever did the candlestick. I'm hoping he don't even exist. That would make this story so much funnier to our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, he's just resting on my shoulder now. Like a little there he is. cartoon bluebird. <laughs> there he is. There was, I believe, only one time of record that you and I actually did go out together to a club. And we well, to a, to a series of places. And and when I say club, modern day clubs here in the city, like for us, is like a bar. Yeah. Because that's what that's what we've that's kind what, of like diluted speed. it down to. That's our speed. Because I want $5 drinks. <laughs> I want people that look like me <laughs> when I am not going to the prom. <laughs> and, um, but we'll still have a bare midriff. And we'll have a bad midriff, sure. <laughs> Unfortunately, most of it is guys who are wearing shirts too tight. And then it's like, look at that midriff sticking out. <laughs> but that's kind of like more on speed these days. It and, is, yeah. Just because, I don't know, it just is. But there is this place. Well, it there was one of them. So we start <laughs> off. <laughs> we start off by just, and, and this is the reason why we don't do it. Like, th- this is the real nail in the coffin for both of us. You wanted to go out. I said, let's go. It's always my fault. It is 100% your fault. We go to Tribeca. Uh, no, no, no. We started off in... Um, like on the west side. On the west side. We went to downtown. like White Horse Tavern. Yeah, White Horse Tavern. Yeah, like down down like in Chelsea. So we're there and we're drinking and we're not bad. We're really, really not. Yeah, we're just we're like, like pacing a, ourselves. Maybe a drink or two. We had like a beer. We started with a beer. We're like, let's go somewhere else. And... I remember that there's a place called the Continental, which is over on the east side in the village. Mm-hmm. And over there, they have $20 for 10 shots of anything in the place. Anything. And it is like the most dangerous place on earth. It seriously is so dangerous. So we walk over. But I remember we were walking over and the sidewalk and like it's actually like right by where near where i work now and it's literally like two blocks away and i just remember walking on this like street and then all of a sudden it's just like it's dark and then this place is just like lit up and it like it's just like this like divey awesome kind of place and it just like you see and i'm just like we're going in there aren't we and it it is it's like it's like uh one of those bug lights 
for alcoholics. It kind of is, yeah. And we were just like, all right. And then we like see the sign and it's like, 10 shots for 20 bucks. How do you say no to that? How do you say no? Who who can't handle five shots? And on the way in, (laughs) I found a Zippo lighter on the floor walking into the bar. He sure did. Tom is... What you hollered at me for picking up? Because I don't like that when you touch things on the street. Like when you pick things up, it's dirty. Got a free Zippo. That you still haven't filled up, and it's been like three I years. I filled it up before. It smells like propane, though, when you light it. I love the smell of a Zippo, which is why I want you to fill it up. <laughs> but like, <laughs> you huffer. <laughs> <laughs> so we go into Continental, and it's free to get in. They just give you a wristband. You go in, and you just lay your twenty dollars down. And you pick your ten shots, and they load them all up right oh in front gosh. of you, right there on the spot. Mm-hmm. And now in front of you is just a bunch of shots on the table. Five shots, and we were doing like lemon drops or something, which was like, oh, because that's not too bad. No, I think we started with tequila. We eventually finished with lemon drops. <laughs> Did we? I don't remember that. Because I remember we spent 60 bucks there, right? But we met people. Like, we, like, started... We, it was, like, Halloween time. But then they bought us drinks, They too. bought us drinks, and we bought drinks. Oh, my God. So by the time we were all done, we probably had, like, 15 to 20 shots each. Yeah. And that was in a matter of an hour. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> So we left there, but the alcohol hadn't quite kicked in yet. But enough to make us hungry where we were like, we need to eat something because we forgot to do that earlier. We did forget <laughs> to do that earlier. We did. We had like leftovers that were like, we like split them in half or something, I remember. And we we're like, ah, we'll be fine. It would have made for better prep if we would have like eaten something before we which went is out why I ins- Which is why I instilled the mashed potato rule. Mm. That I what just is? made up right now. Or you what eat a lot it? of mashed potatoes before you go out. <laughs> Are you drinking now? Are you no, in the mood for mashed I'm potatoes? I'm just planning, <laughs> just in case. I'm just planning ahead. Is all of this talk making your mouth water? It kind of is. Like, I'm kind of like, I kind of want to drink right now. Well, let's talk about how the rest of the night went. <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> That'll change you feel. my mind. That should change my mind. So we walked to this place, which it's a very, very unfortunate thing. We used to love this brunch place. It yes. was a bar. It was really a bar. It was a bar, but it was like an Irish bar. And it was, and we didn't go there because of this, but it was like a Boston bar in right. the city. In the city. So they had like Patriots bullshit and like... Bruins and Boston Red Sox stuff. You know, and all this and- stuff. But like, it was like there was an Irish bartender who was so awesome. They had Irish food. So it was just like, the place was perfect. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> That's me having a heart attack thinking about how sad it is that they left. But but he gets to blame me every day for their demise. Well, I think it was a, it was a matter of both of ourselves. But <laughs> we had nothing to do with it. I think we did it. I think we did it. We didn't do it. But go on. All right. So anyway, we go in. The, the name of the place is the Harry Monk. Like I said, I could say this because it no longer exists. We go in and we are okay to sit down. But within 10 minutes of sitting, the alcohol just kicks in on both of us. Like, unbelievable. Like, unbelievable how annihilated we both were. To the point where we couldn't even talk to each other because we were just so out of our minds drunk. (laughs) We do our best to order the food and know immediately that the waitress is kind of just like, oh, shit. Like, these two are going to be an issue. (laughs) After we order, 
Nikki says, I have to go to the bathroom. And apparently they have a very lush, elaborate bathroom as well because you disappeared in there for 40 minutes as well. <laughs> <laughs> I did not throw up at the Westmoreland Club. Like that I know. I was very proud of myself that night because I did not throw up, which I have been known to do on occasion after drinking too many mm. things. But at the Harry Monk... <laughs> I did throw up. You did throw up. I did throw up at the Harry Monk. A lot. A lot. So you were in there throwing up. And I'm like a terrible thrower upper because like I'm a crier thrower upper. Which people heard. Oh, yeah. And that's the reason why they basically closed off the bathroom that you were in while you were in there and started redirecting everybody into the men's room because that is how out of your mind you was. Why are we telling this story? On the other side of that door, just so you know, you're not alone in this sad yes. situation. <laughs> because wait, let me lead up to it. And then you could say, so I come out and I get myself together and I come out and I'm like, of course, everybody's going to be looking at me. So all I do is just look at Tom like, because I'm like, I don't care, whatever. I threw up big fucking deal. I'm sure we've all been here because I'm so badass. I'm sure that I'm sure I was like, maybe nobody recognizes. In my head, in my head, I was very confident coming out of that bathroom. (laughs) And that's the story that keeps me from not like just, I come out and you are just like all sorts of dazed and confused. And I'm like, what did I miss? And I was bleeding from the head. You were bleeding (laughs) from the head. Like, and I just sit down and I like look and I think like I had a burger or something like in front of me. Yeah, because it wasn't even eaten. It was yeah, like, like we sitting just, there like, for was, literally a okay, half hour. Okay, we've established that. And I just like look at you. I like look down at my burger and I look at you with the blood, <laughs> with the blood and I'm just like, so what did I miss? <laughs> and I look at you and I'm just like, oh, I heard you puking in there. You all right? <laughs> and then I proceed you to tell you the story of what happened after you left. <laughs> Which is the waitress came over. She delivered our food. And after she did so, she did the very smart thing by saying, do you want to pay for that now? Meaning, why don't you pay for that and get the fuck out of here? Because you hear what's going on behind that door. So I went to take out my wallet and pay her. <laughs> and when I handed her my credit card, I dropped my wallet. It happens. It happens. <laughs> no big deal, right? How far is it from the ground to my hand? Like two feet. Well, I don't know. Probably I'm like not. four feet. Or I don't three know. Feet, but, <laughs> you were sitting. But you know. <laughs> so I'm sitting in the chair, and instead of just getting up and picking up my wallet like a normal person, I tried to lean over and get it, but it was just out of reach. So as I tried to lean over a little bit more, <laughs> I had to get my chair on two legs, you know? So, you know, sideways. So I'm like, kind of like, oh, look at me. I'm like, I got this. No problem at all. But I'm in a bar. And bar floors are wet and slippery and all that other shit. And it was like a wooden floor. So when it gets wet, it's super slippery with those little metal bottoms that are those tacks that are in the seats. Right. Thank you for the manufacturing detail. I want these people to know what happened. <laughs> and I go to reach over. And as I do, in slow, it was so slow the way it happened that the legs just came out from under the chair. I fall. But instead of falling, I do this very dramatic, like, slow motion, like, ah. <laughs> and I was like, this is kind of funny that I'm falling so slow. And then I hit the top of my head on the corner of the table next to me. <laughs> and instead of saying anything, I just pick up my wallet. And I'm, I'm on the floor now. And the chair is sideways. And everybody's looking like, holy shit. She must, the girl in the bathroom must be with that guy. <laughs> 
Right, because it's an empty plate. And then everybody knew. Everybody's like, wait a minute. <laughs> there's an empty plate. There's a full plate. <laughs> and me at the table now, like, oh, it makes sense now. <laughs> so I pick up my wallet. I get up off the floor. I sit in my chair. And I mumbled something to the table next to me, like, oh, I probably should have just got up and got that instead of trying to do that, right? <laughs> and they were just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and then... I didn't know how bad it was, and I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, my sight is blurry, but maybe it's just from drinking because I apparently, like, concussed myself. Yes, you did. I didn't know I was bleeding till the waitress came over and said, can I get you some napkins, honey? And I was like, I'm okay. Meanwhile, I have ketchup all over me, right? Because <laughs> I'm just, like, just trying to eat my burger. And she was like, your head. And I was like, my head what? And then I felt it, and I was like, oh, shit, I injured myself in the process of trying to get my life together on the floor of some bar that a couple of weeks later wound up closing down. It did. It did. I am still convinced we had something to do with it. We didn't. I feel like there must have been a health inspector in that, and they must have did a survey and said, we're finding blood on the floor, projectile vomiting on the walls. This I did not project. I have never projectile vomited. Thank you very much. Well, from what it sounded like, you might as well. Have. It might have been. It might have sounded. <laughs> it but might things have sound. Been things that sound. I know of, you should have said. I've never projectile vomited that I know of. I did it once when I was sick. Oh, well, once well, when I was well. sick. Mm-hmm. Drinking counts as sick. No, I was sick. <laughs> like I was legitimately sick. I had a stomach virus. Well. Thank you for making light of that. Well, all right. <laughs> You're still here to tell the tale, so whatever. <laughs> now we all know it, so thank you for sharing. <laughs> but it did not close down because of us. Uh, see, I still feel guilty because I really feel like a health inspector went in there after that night and was just like, this place. A health inspector is going to understand. I don't know about that. I don't know about but it's that. a bar, so like they're not like I don't think that they would judge people. Who knows? What do I know? Well, I'm not, what do you know? We're not experts. Well, at the end of the day, this is like one of the last times that you and I went out, and every time you're like, "Let's go out outside." I'm, I give you the excuse of I don't want to go outside because I go outside five days a week, and then when you're like, "Let's go out and get a drink," I'm always like, "Remember that time when we went to the Harry Monk and the Continental that night?" You understand why I don't want to go out. Between a mix of that, mixed in with all the other drunk people, it's too much. And that's Tom's final statement on the matter. Ta-da! It sounds like it should be time for a did you know. It is time for a did you know. How did I know? I don't know. Maybe I did know. Maybe it's because I said it earlier in the show and you were just anticipating. Yes, I've been sitting here not present just to make sure that I reminded you that it's time for you right. <laughs> well, thank you for reminding me. Let me continue. <laughs> God damn it. Did you know? You're going to like this, did you know? Let's see. All right. <laughs> did you know Vikings enjoyed alcohol? But they did not drink it from mugs, bottles, or any other traditional methods. Instead, they preferred to toast to their victors by downing their favorite alcoholic beverages from the skulls of their defeated enemies. Yes. Right? I love it. Okay. Well, like, but you'd have to boil it. I mean, like they're not drinking it like all bloody and gory. Like you boil it down and make it white you know? like a cup. You were there. I would imagine that's were what you Were you there for the do? meeting when they were like, hey, this is what we're going to do with all future uh, <laughs> health issues coming forward? I'm just imagining what I would do if I was a Viking. Well, 
This just goes to show that alcohol has been turning people into douchebags <laughs> since the Germanic Iron Age. Germanic. Germanic. That's a cool word. It is a very cool word. I was going to just say Iron Age, but like, you know. No, Germanic. The web is... said it's Germanic. <laughs> if, and if the web said it, it's It right. must be true. <laughs> <laughs> they say we're funny and okay. Hey, <laughs> it has to be true, so no backs. <laughs> It is not that I don't understand the draw, but the payoff is far less than the actual sacrifice, which is why I choose to be a loner as opposed to be surrounded by a bunch of amped up drunks who really are all too often just begging to fight based on their newly found courage. Liquid courage, man. There's nothing like it. And it's true, man, because when you you said it yourself, when you came out of that bathroom, you were strutting out like, I look was, at me, man. everybody. And you should have seen me the year that I went as a perky Viking for Halloween. So imagine <laughs> drunk Nikki as a perky Viking. It sounds just like the article that I'm reading right now. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up in a coffin that night, just going to say. <laughs> well, perhaps I'd be more inclined to go out more often once hash bars become legal in the city <laughs> until then just I'll, I'll you know what i was gonna say right no what <laughs> i was gonna say till then i'll just entertain myself and that is this week's did you know <laughs> yeah because that works out so well for us too right <laughs> whatever did you know oh my god well, that was quite a show. It was quite a show. And I mean, God, man, this, this, I just got no goddamn energy this week. And I feel like I've been out like, you know, the last seven days in a row. Yeah, you've, 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 yeah. I have all the effects right now of being drunk. Without all the pleasure. Without all the pleasure <laughs> from being drunk. But next week, it'll be a much healthier show. So expect a lot more energy. Thanks again to Matt Ortiz. Yes, Matt. Thank you. And to Surefire. Yeah, man. You guys, I'm telling you, I, I'm really digging them. I am too. Oh, I very much like them. Yeah. And um, if you would like to find out more about us, you can check out our website at highregardshow.com. Dot com. Dot com. Or you can email us at highregardshow at gmail.com. And you can find us on all social media at highregardshow. Yeah, ma'am. So please come continue to check us out. Um, you know, if there's anything that you want to hear on the show or you want to talk to us about, send us a note, man. We're always around. Yeah. That's it. Thank you very much, everybody. Drink up, buttercups. Ugh. Kick it!